Make your winning move today and bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. Here we are, we know, about a week away from early signing days so recruiting, whether it be the transfer portal, whether it be in the high school ranks, even a JUCO commit that the Gators just got. We'll get into it right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Brian Taylor. Juco defensive lineman commits to the Gators, so we'll get into his commitment. And also, with a week away from early signing day, and there's a lot of big names in this Florida recruiting class. The season didn't go so well for Florida, so flips are always a topic of discussion. So we'll get into maybe a few flip candidates for Florida. I don't think they'll be hit too hard by it in the next week or so, but there are some names to, to discuss, names to talk about in the 2024 recruiting class. So, hey, maybe even a big-time visitor coming up this weekend for the Gators uh, on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get into that here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. A little bit of shorter episode, just kind of recruiting update, everything that's been going on. Wasn't able to get in on Monday uh, with the day Taylor committed to Florida. So right here on this Tuesday, get into it. Uh, and also just a lot of recruiting news uh, as we are counting down the days to early signing day. Uh, right here, visits taken all over the place, in-home visits, as I said, visits on campus for the this coming up weekend as well as we get to the final visit weekend before signing day. So, of course, man, it's just gonna it's gonna be crazy. It's it's really going to be crazy here um, for you know counting down these days and all these visits, all where the coaches are going, new hires are heading elsewhere as well. Uh, just a, a lot going on here, a lot going on for <laughs> uh, some, some some Gator football. So, everybody, hit that like button, subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. But those. Just smashing that like button right here on YouTube. It doesn't cost a thing. You're already here anyway if you're watching it live, if you're watching the replay. So just simply hit that thumbs up, hit that like button, subscribe to Gators Breakdown. Really, really helps us out right here. Spread the word, all the work we're doing right here on Gators Breakdown. And, of course, if you want even more, Gators Breakdown Plus is the way to go. Link is in the description to join. You get those extra episodes. You get the Discord chat. You get to talk to like-minded Gator fans. Maybe not so like-minded, have some good, heated, passionate debates in there. Keep it respectful. Uh, but, hey, all that goes on right there in that Discord. Ad-free episodes is another big bonus you get. And, of course, if you're a member of Gators Breakdown Plus, you get newsletter of GatorsBreakdown.com. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So let's get into, of course, Brian Taylor and, you know, how we do it. We got to just get it right here. We got to commit right here from the JUCO, six foot four. 280-pound Taylor, native of Houston, number three defensive lineman and number nine overall prospect by the JUCO rankings on 24-7 sports for the class of 2024. Uh, went to Blinn College. So, hey, if that sounds familiar, that's where Cam Newton went to JUCO uh, after Florida. So, uh, Taylor, 39 total tackles, two sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss, a fourth fumble, and 13 appearances over the last two years. Um, that's what you know, so about a season's worth of play, uh, right there for Taylor. So now he'll, of course, 
talked about him the last episode of Gators Breakdown, back in Gainesville for the second time in the last couple of weeks, visited for the Florida State game as well. And we knew a commitment was coming either Monday or Tuesday. He let us know that after the visit um, from this past weekend. And it was coming down to Florida and mainly Georgia, but Tennessee was in there as well, Auburn in there. But most people thought this was a Florida-Georgia battle here at the end. Tennessee really wanted him, uh, of course, as, as well. I didn't hear as much about Auburn as I did the other three. Um, but the thought around Georgia was, hey, yeah, they may have a defense. They may... Georgia's pursuing defensive linemen. If there's one position they are pursuing, and we kind of know that from the storylines we followed from Florida and Georgia in the recent months of who's flipping to Georgia and decommitting from Florida, going there, and all that kind of stuff, and who thought we were – what in the case of Makai Burrow, who we thought was going to flip to Georgia, ends up coming back to Florida. Uh, so there's just been some Florida-Georgia defensive line battles going on here, and this was another one. And Georgia would have taken him, but Florida was able to probably sell the playing time a, a bit more – um, with not as much depth as Georgia's already has and as much depth Georgia is bringing into this class as well. So in the end, Florida was the decision there for Taylor. Uh, if we look at what he could be on the field, says he'd fit into that F spot and in, feels confident where he can play everywhere on the defensive line. Uh, but quote from earlier, he said, I would be playing end on first and second down and three tech on third down with the pass rush. They want me to get to the quarterback on the end. So Tyreek Sapish, like uh, when you want to take a look at maybe this past season, uh, we'll get into you know the depth here for, for that as well. But Mike Peterson uh, playing a part here as far as you know the edge part of it, the pass rush part of it, and also grad assistant uh, Callie James. Uh, both those guys, big big parts here would get Taylor in the fold. You know, we remember without a defensive line coach right now for Florida. Sean Spencer out. Florida hasn't made a hire yet, but still being able to recruit some defensive linemen and get them in the fold here. So that makes this haul even even more impressive <laughs> of uh, not having a defensive line coach and being able to pull guys in anyway. So um, Georgia would have taken him. Tennessee would have taken him for sure, but credit to the Florida staff for overcoming those schools and winning this one with no defensive line coach uh, to, to help, you know, make a spiel and make a play uh, for, for him. Sean Spencer gets some credit for, you know, really starting this um, in the fold or start starting this one earlier on. Um, but in the end, Florida gets him in the fold with other coaches playing the big part. So you're playing times a big sale right now and credit for selling that and all the other angles uh, without a defensive line coach. So good, good, good job by the staff of getting this one. So now you throw him in the rotation with Boone, Sap. Banks, Collins, James, LJ McCray, hopefully, uh, as well. And Florida, Florida should have a good amount of bodies, rotation up front at those spots. You know, of course, they got to hit that jack spot a little bit more, especially with Princely on the way out. But uh, as far as hand-in-the-dirt defensive ends, got a lot of options here. You just added one more. Um, and we saw how much injuries played an issue with Boone out this past year. Uh, and you got some, you know, had to move over, had, had to move Sap over, and still kind of hard for me to figure out where he's best at. And you know, we, we may have just seen um, the best of Sap so far, uh, no matter where he plays. But I would like to see, you know, if Boone stays healthy, you know, do they have another role for Sap? And that elevates his play. But now you got some help coming in here with, with, with Taylor and a lot, all those young names that got reps this year as well. Uh, so. We saw how much injuries affected Florida this past year. Florida's trying to shore up where that doesn't happen again, where the 
you know, the, the drop off in play. And should Boone have affected the defense that much? You'd hope not, but the only way you can overcome that is if you build competent, competent depth. And you got some young guys, some reps this year, this, you know, this past season, and now you bring in somewhat of an experienced Juco player. Somebody, you know, he sold, he said Florida sold him on his experience coming in, being able to have an instant impact. That's what Florida needs. And in the trenches, in the SEC, the schedule Florida plays coming up in 2024. It's good for Florida now to throw another player in the mix and have a good amount of depth down to down, drive to drive basis. Depth's always needed up front. So the big worry here is now not just in particular for Taylor. This is not necessarily a shot at him. But man, Juco is just so inconsistent of what type of player, what type of impact these guys can have. So up and down. Now you, we, we've seen it lately for Florida, where it hasn't really played out all that well. But you also go back to—I mean, I just mentioned Cam Newton and what he did. Well, we already knew he was good anyway. So that's, that's not not really the situation we see here. But somebody like a Reggie Nelson, who, you know, JUCO, I think we—and look, he was highly recruited as well. You know, not 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 necessarily the same either. But you know, just because you're JUCO does not mean. You know, grades play a part in it. You may not have the grades coming out of high school. You kind of have to go to JUCO, get those grades up, and then transfer in. But for here, and, you know, at, at least, you know, there's there is some risk uh, in, in a JUCO player. Hopefully, with the way this staff and like, like I said, you had good, good SEC offers. I mean, Georgia was interested, Tennessee interested, Auburn interested. So that in and of itself should speak for something. But still. You know, just kind of like recruiting in general. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's a a player that will pay off just because of the offers he has. But seeing those offers, I think should have some confidence here uh, that Florida's getting a, a a player that they feel pretty confident in to go have an instant impact, put in the rotation with a lot of other names. So there we go. There's a commitment of Taylor. Maybe how he fit into this um, in this defense as a pass rusher, somebody can get in the backfield. Um, Cam Jackson back as well up front. So a little bit of experience with everybody who played last year as well. Now some Juco experience, some experience paying off of a guy who's played a lot of reps in Jackson. Hopefully you get Boone back as well. So defensive front for Florida should, let's put it this way, it's deeper for sure. Now you hope there's some guys who can elevate their play. You know, I don't, you, you don't want a lot of the same guys. Um, there might be some drop. You'd like to have the drop off because you have a you have a few really 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 good players, and there's some drop offs to just some good players. You know, not everybody's going to be on the same level. We know that, but hopefully, with all the reps that have counted up, boom bounces back. You know, hopefully, you start creating some elevated play and some depth behind that elevated play. That there's not much of a drop off. There's going to be drop off. That, that, that happens everywhere. But hopefully now with all these numbers you have, the drop-off is just less severe. All right, we got lots to get into on the high school side of this as well as we kind of take a look at some flip candidates. Maybe got some flip watch right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But before we get there, don't pass up your chances holiday season at Easy Cash with my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn that sports knowledge you have and turn it in to cash in your wallet. Bet on the NFL, college bowl games, 
or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie. Use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, let's get into maybe some flip watch here as we are in the final stages of putting this class together before early signing day. There's some big, big names at the top of this recruiting class for Florida right now. And look, I don't want to, I, I waffled on this one to kind of discuss it, kind of talk about it, but I've been getting so many DMs and text messages and the discussion on Gators Breakdown Plus Discord to where like, I, I didn't want to add quarterback DJ really, you know, DJ Lagway to this to really, you know, make it say, hey, headline, clickbait, you know, he's not going anywhere. I, look, I don't think he is either, but I've been getting asked a lot about it. And with the same time, the natural way of what's just happening out there with Texas A&M, hiring Mike Elko, and of course, he probably wants to make as big of a splash as possible. And not just that, you're recruiting a really, really good player, a really, really good quarterback in your state. So you, as soon as whoever was going to be the hire at Texas A&M, I knew, you guys probably knew right away, that that person was going to go make a run at DJ Lagway, given what we've seen at Florida this past season. So I didn't really want to include Lagway because I didn't want to make it seem like clickbait. Oh, he's just adding Lagway in to, to get the eyeballs. No, I, it, it's there because I know you guys are interested. And I, I've, I've got the messages. I could show you all the DMs and all the messages I've been getting about Lagway. I don't think he's flipping. He's going to visit Florida one more time this coming up weekend. Supposed to be bringing a teammate along as a preferred walk-on status. So he's even trying to help other guys that he knows, that he's played with. He's selling those guys on Florida. I don't. I feel pretty safe about this one. For, as we go through here, I will be honest of where I see these guys, if they're going to flip or not flip. But starting at the top, starting at the most important piece of this class, the cog, the centerpiece for Billy Napier, maybe his career at Florida, certainly here with DJ Lagway, I don't see a flip happening. Uh, I know Texas A&M probably will be calling up until the very, very last minute. Even if Lagway tells him, hey, I'm not going anywhere, uh, but I still feel pretty confident about this one, that Lagway will be a gator when it's all said and done <laughs> for, for early signing day. Uh, and I think we'll feel, we'll feel pretty good about that one in the end. But, hey, you knew it was going to happen uh, with A&M and them making a push. Uh, and Mike Elko, I mean, of course. Of course you should. Not saying, <laughs> you know, uh, a that it's a lost cause with what went on at Florida. You could understand why anybody, anybody would be going and trying to make a push for, for DJ Lagway. But in the end, I think the relationship with Billy Napier, he believes in the staff. He believes in Billy Napier. He believes in the, the offense that's um, going to be there for him. Now, you know, of course the big risk, and I'm sure the negative recruiting side of that is, Hey, you'll be a freshman next year. You may not play a whole lot anyway. And then how much can you really affect Billy Napier's job status next year? You will see, but we always, there's always the argument in recruiting, the debate in recruiting, choose a school, not a coach. Well, that's easier said than done. Lagway's doing both here. I think he likes Florida, the University of Florida, big time Napier guy as well. 
Uh, he's got to just believe in what he's look, he's been recruited. I mean, committed for about a year now uh, here at Florida. So he's not just going to easily throw that away um, here. And then, hey, look, maybe if this thing had more time, maybe I'd be a little more concerned about it. But he's just been ingrained in his mind that he's going to the University of Florida. He's going to be a Florida Gator. He wants to be a Florida Gator. Now, down the road, we'll see if anything happens in Napier and if he signs and if he still sticks around. Of course, I know I don't really want to discuss it, but if it gets to, to that point, we'll see where the next coach is, and he, hopefully he still wants to be a Florida Gator. But for now, he's a believer in what Billy Napier is doing here at Florida. Right now, it's a big benefit up for Florida to get one of the best quarterbacks in the country here to sign for Florida. So, flip watch. I don't see it. I don't see it happening here with DJ Lagway. He'll be a Gator next week. But the one we don't feel so good about, and we discussed it last week here on Gators Breakdown, that is safety, fellow Texas recruit, DJ Lagway coming from Texas, this one as well, safety, Xavier Filsamy. So if visit's supposed to be happening, looks like new coach Will Harris and Armstrong are visiting him this week. Napier's supposed to as well. He's supposed to visit Texas this weekend for his official, Xavier Filsamy. And seems like this one has been trending away from Florida. Seems like it is trending away from Florida. Full court press this week. And maybe, maybe, maybe one final ditch effort to make this one not happen. Make the flip not happen. But it doesn't look good at the moment. You know, just taking it for face value. A little bit of asking around as well. I mean, this one's going to be hard to trend back towards Florida. But look, that's why you send... Harris has been in contact with Phil Me and his family anyway, even before the hire was officially made. I, I, man, I hate this. Phil Me is one of my favorite players in the class. I mean, look, not just look. Of course, he's at the top of the class as far as the safety goes. One of the better players in Florida's class right now. Aggressive, physical safety, just a playmaker at the position. Some a player Florida can really use on the back end, and looks to be trending now to the home state Longhorns. This wouldn't hurt. Uh, I predict it to happen. Um, maybe this last-ditch effort, maybe the pressure applied from Florida this week really goes a long way. Maybe meeting Will Harris in person for the first time. Now, here's the thing. Armstrong's still coaching the safeties mostly, so what effect can Harris have? Uh, I know he'll, like Corey Raymond, will get that secondary title, but it wasn't clear last year how that was really going to work out, and then we come to find out Armstrong still kind of like how Tony was, still in control of the safeties. And look, we saw the safeties play pretty good early on in the season and then take some lumps as the season went on. Now, but Will Harris mostly coaching the cornerbacks. You know, hopefully there's still some connection there. Um, they're taking him there for a reason. So we'll see how it all plays out. But Phil me would be the one right now at the very top of flip watch, one we should be worried about, maybe, possibly, more than likely, as it sits right now, not signing with this Gator class and flipping to Texas. Now, look, this is recruiting. If you follow it as close as I do, follow it as close as a lot of you guys do, you know how fast things change. You know how much things change. One thing could be looking bad at one moment and then looking good just a few hours later, That's, especially as we get closer to signing day. It is a roller coaster. It is going to be a roller coaster. So. If you keep up with it as much as a lot of us do, there's going to be some good news. There's going to be some bad news. It may trend one way one day. It may trend another way the next day. That's how 
these things change. It's not set in stone. And I was kind of going back to Lagway as well. I told myself lately, especially now in college football in the world of recruiting, nothing's 100%. It's just not. You can be 99% of the way there, and your feelings can be at 99%. And that's where I'm at with DJ Lagway. I'm still leave that little 1% that something can happen. I don't think it will. As I said, if I'm making some predictions here for flips, DJ Lagway is not one of them. Xavier feels to me is. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully that one changes. Speaking of one that has maybe changed, I just talked about trending and how it changes. One that seemed to be trending away at one moment to Ohio State was Amaris Williams, the edge player. Looked like almost a foregone conclusion at one point he was going to be flipping to Ohio State. Well, that hasn't happened yet. And then visits Auburn this coming up week, during the week, coming Georgia this coming up weekend. So there's the worry there. Auburn's kind of been on the recruiting roll a bit. You never discount Georgia, especially for an edge defensive line player they would want. Oh, heck, for anybody they want, except for maybe Riola, the quarterback. Um, a little zing there, of course. Um, but, of course, Williams now visiting Auburn this week. Georgia just coming up weekend, so some worry there. Both visits, of course, are concerning. But, man, this would just seem like a flip waiting to happen at, at one point. And now, maybe not so set. To, to happen. Florida feels like they're still really, really in this. We got a week until early signing day. I feel better about keeping him in the class because I look, I thought the flip would have already happened by now. Uh, and the fact that he's still committed to Florida, look, but obviously he's still looking around. All these visits taking place. So there is still concern there. A lot of concern with all these other visits. You don't discount Ohio State right now either. They still should be considered and looked at as a threat. But the longer this one has went on without a flip. The more confident I feel Florida can hang on to him. I still lean slightly Florida to keep him right now, but still a lot of concern between now and early signing day. So Maris Williams won the watch uh, this coming up week with the visits to Auburn and Georgia. Like 60-40 he stays in the class right now. That, that's where I'm at. I know not a whole lot of confidence. And look, there shouldn't be. He's obviously – what we what, what's the – one fallback in recruiting, we usually always go by. Follow the visits. Well, he's visiting. He's visiting a lot of other schools. So that's why there is the concern, and the concern should stay. Probably should stay concerned because of follow the visits. LJ McCray, big-time defensive lineman commit for the Gators out of Daytona, visiting FSU and Auburn last weekend. Something certainly you don't want to see from one of the best players in the class at a huge position of need, but it happened. Florida would be in Daytona to see him this week and also, of course, help pull in his teammate Xavier Mincy at cornerback. But I think Florida should still feel good here. Florida themselves still feel good here, even with those visits to other schools. The pursuit will be there from others all the way till signing day. I feel like Florida should still win out. LJ McCray, I believe, still ends up a Gator. But as I said, you get all these visits that are happening. And look, I don't, I don't blame guys one bit. Not at all. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd rather those guys say, I'm bought in, I'm buying in, I'm not taking visits anywhere. But guys, let's face reality a little bit. Florida just went five and seven. They have a lot of top players in this class. They're going to look around. That's just how it is. I wish they were bought in more as well, but can you really blame them after what we've seen on the field and the record so far? Just not that this should not be expected that those guys 
don't look around. Just kind of where it is right now. So all these glasses, uh, of course, at the top of the class for Florida. And the way, excuse me, and the way this season went, you can't. It, it, it opens the door for more flips to happen. Some, some already have. I mean, we know that. We've been following recruiting the last couple of months since you could tell this season wasn't going to go the way for Florida. So hang on to most of these guys and add some on the back end. You got a good nucleus here at the top, but losing feels to me, man. This class, I mean, you've pretty much already kissed goodbye to a top five finish to this class. Losing feels to me ensures that. Um, and all in all, big picture wise, why you got a really some really good players to this class, adding Miles Graham and Darius Hayes. And look, maybe I should have added Darius Hayes to this list as well. Uh, and Miami kind of hanging out in the back of the mind. Uh, he's probably still one to watch as well. I still feel good about him in the class, too. I didn't really include him because of that. I, I still feel good that he ends up a Gator. Um, Jay, Jay Bateman doing a really good job of keeping this linebacker class together for the Gators. Uh, but, you know, would it be good enough uh, for Florida if you lose a player like Phil me and then fill it in with what you have projected to, to get with commitments in the coming days, maybe, uh, and then also you know, with what you already have? Um, this class will probably be hovering around that Seven, eight, nine, ten range, maybe eleven. And hey, look, all in all, big picture wise, that's not good. It's not where it should be. That's not what we thought we were getting here. And at one time, look, this class was top three, and, and a top five finish with a pretty good season was pretty much written in stone. If you got that good season, uh, but now we're seeing the effects of win loss record really affecting Florida here in, after Billy Napier's second season. Uh, so that's why looking at these flips are so, so important now for Florida uh, and where this class could be going. Can you get some you know, good news? Um, are there any surprises that just come out of nowhere? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think oh, the only surprise many are watching, that's Jeremiah Smith. I think we pretty much all kissed that one goodbye uh, with, with how you know trending. You had maybe Seton, but he commits to Colorado last week. So, a lot of the other big names that you maybe could have filled in with if you're going to get flips away from your program right now, you don't feel too good about. Or they've already made their decisions. Uh, so we'll take a look, see what early signing day brings us next week. And you got your key cog, you got your centerpiece, and DJ Lagway, and hopefully he's as special as we think he is because he can make up for a lot of it. I mean, all in all, now, hopefully, Florida can keep most of these guys I just listed in the class. All right, one more big name to bring up that he might be in Gainesville this weekend. We'll, I know the name has started to filter out a bit. Uh, maybe was supposed to be on campus this past weekend, but couldn't make it. So maybe this coming up weekend will be the weekend. Ja'Cory Brooks, Alabama transfer, wide receiver. Hopefully, it works out where he visits Gainesville this coming up weekend. Hopefully, the interest is there. Uh, but a former top 30 recruit at the receiver position, a former five-star here in the state of Florida. And what could Florida be getting in him and why he could be a key piece for this transfer portal class for Florida? Go back to 2022 for the Crimson Tide. He was a number two wide receiver for Alabama that year. 674 yards, led the team with eight touchdown catches on the season. That was also third in the SEC in 2022. Average a team high 17.3 yards per catch. That was sixth in the SEC as well in that 2022 season. 
We fast forward to 2023 and why he might be hitting the transfer portal, a nagging shoulder injury, maybe some minor off the field stuff, possibly kept him in the doghouse, kept him out of the rotation for Nick Saban's team in this past 2023 season. So he just appeared nine games this past season, three catches for 30 yards. But you see the potential. Go back to 2022 one more time, 674 yards. Team leading eight touchdown catches for Alabama. So it would be a nice addition to this Gator offense that needs it next year to make up for a loss of Ricky Pearsall and help make another option, help get another option at the wide receiver position to help out Trey Wilson. You know, you don't want defenses keying in on him too much. Would give Mertz a nice option on the outside to help Wilson. Brooks on the outside, Wilson, it could really help him. Really help him where defenses can't key in on him, can't just game plan to take him away. So we'll see what any more comes out of that. Uh, that's one to watch. Hopefully, um, you, if you if you bring him in, if you get him ultimately, we'll, of course, we'll, we'll go back and look at it if, if Florida brings him in. But go back and look at that 2022 production, and hopefully you'd be getting some type of player close to that. So just keep a lookout. Keep an eye out for... Corey Brooks, wide receiver, transfer from Alabama. But I mean, Florida was in heavy in his recruitment to begin with uh, before he ultimately chose to go to Alabama. So hopefully, hopefully, Florida can add him as an instant impact weapon on the offense. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. All this recruiting news here in the class of 2024, Juco commit, flip watches, and maybe a target to look out for this coming up weekend or at some point for the Gators. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.